welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. You know, have you ever decided that you wanted to go for what you wanted and then everything had to change? Well, my next guest, Sean, is going to tell us all about how he had to do that and how it's working for him. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Sean. So guys, like I was saying, I have Sean Walchef and you know, I love food, you love food, everybody loves food, and this man loves barbecue, which is like its own specific food language. So, Sean, would you please introduce yourself to my listeners? Absolutely. My name is Sean Walchef. I own Cali Barbecue Media. We are a barbecue media company in San Diego. Um, we opened up a barbecue restaurant in 2008 at the height of the economic recession in a very difficult location. All the industry experts told us location, location, location. And the location we picked was very difficult. Um, We struggled to pay the bills, to pay payroll, um, to build a business. But once we found barbecue, we leaned into doing barbecue the right way, Um, low and slow, cooking craft barbecue, using old hickory pits. And we came about that by doing an amateur barbecue contest. We wanted to figure out a way to give back to our local youth community. Um, A lot of underprivileged youth in our area don't have money to pay for uniforms, um, to pay for sign-up fees. And we would do all these little fundraisers here and there every week. And what we found was, why don't we do one event? Um, And we do it annually and we ask other businesses and raise more money, make a bigger impact. And the event that we came up with was an amateur barbecue contest. Um, well, nobody knew how, knew how to put on an amateur barbecue contest. So I went to the internet and started searching around and found a, a pit master, somebody by the name of Gene Goykachea, who taught us the craft of barbecue, um, taught us how to put on that amateur barbecue contest back in 2009. And um, after we put on that first amateur barbecue contest, he said, you know, if you want to add barbecue to your menu, um, I'll teach you how to do barbecue the right way. And we said, I'd love to do barbecue the right way. Um, That became our point of differentiation. We went all in on barbecue and became Cali Comfort Barbecue. And now 13 years later, um, we've done over $25 million in sales. We put on, we've done that annual amateur barbecue contest for 10 years, um, made a lot of money for underprivileged youth um, in the area. Um, built a West Coast barbecue movement where we promote the the growth of of barbecue on the West Coast. Uh, we put on a professional barbecue contest at the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club. We've done that for four years um, with about 50 professional barbecue teams, all-you-can-eat event, live music, horse racing. Um, and now we have a media company. So we have a, a podcast that we host every single week called Digital Hospitality. We have a YouTube channel. We have a blog. Um, we teach other hospitality professionals, other small business owners, how to use their smartphone to leverage digital storytelling um, so that they can get their word out, the brand out, and to uh, make an impact. I mean, the amount of opportunities that we've had because of podcasting, because of content we put on YouTube, content we put on Instagram, stuff that we do on Clubhouse, it's been 
more than we could ever hope for. Um, we have connections all over the globe with all kinds of thought leaders and business owners. And um, we just want other people to get those benefits as well. So we teach people audio, video, written word and images. That's all you need to know about the internet. Uh, if you can start producing stuff like that and use the camera app on your phone, then you can start making incredible content and sharing your story with the world. That is so true. That is so true. Okay, so let's go back a minute. You said, I like I said, barbecue is its own language, but I've never heard anyone say barbecue is a movement. Like, really? Barbecue is a movement? How, yes. how, how did that come about? So, you know, part of our underlying philosophy is that a rising tide lifts all ships. So lifting each other up, you know, instead of being in business where we're competing, that we're the best barbecue. I mean, I don't know how many places say they're the best hamburger or the best sushi or the best barbecue. It's always the best and worst. And living, right, in, a, right. living, in, a, living in a subjective world gets to a place where, you know, people, people do bad things, you know, frankly, you know, it's either I hate it or I love it. And we know that there's uniqueness in every single um, craft and our craft is barbecue. And we know that if we celebrate the craft of, um, our fellow man or our fellow woman put master down the road, then we can actually create a movement. And that's really what we've done in San Diego and here on the West Coast is instead of seeing somebody that owns another barbecue restaurant in our area as competition, we reach out to them, develop friendships with them, invite them to participate, to promote their uh, barbecue shop and their barbecue brand. And we know that there's an abundance. There's an abundance of people out there that love to have great barbecue. And we know that nobody's barbecue is the same. So we've leaned into that philosophy in San Diego. There's a craft beer industry that they did the same thing. You know, brewers, brewmasters would go and talk to each other from stone to ballast point, And they would share ideas and share secrets where it wasn't a Pepsi versus Coke mentality. It was, how do we share secrets? How do we support each other? How do we grow this industry together? And by doing that, people start to respect what we're doing on the West coast, not just in the barbecue meccas of uh, the United States. I think I, I find that so interesting and so awesome. Cause like you said, there's always usually this competition, 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 but you guys have actually started pushing each other and giving secrets and saying, Hey, I learned this and I figured this out. So, I mean, how many, how many people are you, or, you know, how many groups are you affiliated with at this point? Well, we have, I mean, we have global connections in the barbecue space now because of barbecue podcasting, business podcasting, um, the National Barbecue Association is all over the United States. The Kansas City Barbecue Society is a professional society of professional competition cooks, um, as well as judges. And that's a global organization. Um, like I said, we're here in San Diego. We've got an incredible pitmaster community. There's great pitmasters up and down California, um, Portland. Washington. Um, we have friends in Colorado that barbecue. And we obviously learn from all the great places too. you know, the Kansas cities, the Texas's, you know, Austin, Dallas, all the incredible places, St. Louis, Memphis. Um, we have friends that own barbecue restaurants or catering companies or competition cooks or YouTubers or podcasters. And we share ideas, share secrets, and we lift each other up. That is so awesome. So, okay. What, what made you say, okay, I have to ask though, what came first? Was it the podcast or the restaurant? 
So the restaurant was the first thing that we opened. I mean, we opened in 2008 and it was a taking over a breakfast concept and turning it into a family friendly sports bar. So adding a dinner service and adding a sports bar to a part of a part of town that didn't have a place where you could take your family and enjoy an NFL Sunday. Um, you know, I'm a diehard sports fanatic for all sports. And, um, you know, that includes starting with the youth sports, which we raise money for, but, you know, any kind of sporting event that's on TV, it's a way that brings people together from all different walks of life. And what we do in the hospitality is business is taking care of strangers, welcoming them into our house. Our house is your house. And, um, that was the first focus of what we did, which was a restaurant business, but it was always bigger than a restaurant. Um, it was always bigger than barbecue. It was always bigger than hospitality. And that's kind of how the digital storytelling and media came involved because we learned how to tell our own story. We learned how to do social media marketing for ourselves, for our brand, for our barbecue. And because we did that, we learned that now we could share other people's stories. Now we could actually become a media company and share the stories of our vendors, of our partners, of our the charities we work with, of the events that we participate in. And we do it in a way that is compelling so that people are interested and they want to share it. And we've created a lot of opportunities because of it. Wow. Wow. Because you guys are now Cali Barbecue Media, which is like really awesome. So, okay. I have to ask, have to ask, what is your favorite type of barbecue? Favorite type of barbecue? Well, we're, we're biased. I would say that it's uh, Kansas City style. Um, Kansas City style is the type of barbecue that we cook. So, um, you know, uh, sauce on the side, uh, dry rubbed and slow smoked. So, you know, we love brisket. We love St. Louis cut pork ribs. Um, we do tri-tip, which is a California cut of meat. Um, we slow smoke that and then reverse sear it. Uh, we do do pulled pork. We do do smoked chicken. We do rib tips. Um, but yeah, that would probably be my, my, my bias would be, would leaning towards that. But, you know, I eat our barbecue so much that I love eating other barbecue, <laughs> especially, yeah, yeah. especially from, from, uh, <laughs> from my friends that, that do it very well. Um, plus, you know, it's, it's not just the, you know, the America, American traditional type of barbecue. When we're talking about barbecue, we talk about live fire cooking and live fire cooking happens all over the world in different forms, you know, cooking yes, pro protein over live fire is essentially what barbecue is. So, you know, my family's from Bulgaria and they cook barbecue, they cook pork. Um, they don't cook much, much beef. It's definitely more pork and chicken. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a global, it's a global movement. I mean, this, this has been happening forever. It's just yeah. now because of the internet, um, it's easy to find people that care about the same thing that you care about, whether it's in a Facebook group or whether it's an Instagram hashtag, or it's a podcast, you listen to a YouTube channel, you follow, um, you can find a community of people that are like-minded and that are doing the same things. So, okay. So you guys are really Oh my gosh. I honestly, I, I will say this. I am fangirling out right now because you're speaking my other language, which is food. You guys know <laughs> I am fluent in English, Spanish, free sarcasm and food. So yes. <laughs> um. So, okay. Now let's get into the podcasting portion of it. How, okay. How did you say, okay, let's talk to different people in the hospitality industry because we always say you know you can go through 
food, you know, you can go through the food trucks, you can do all kinds of things, you can throw events, but what made you say, okay, we're going to do a podcast? You know, I think I was just, I've always been compelled by audio storytelling. Um, I'm a huge fan of talk radio, specifically sports talk radio, but it's just a medium where it's long form. So it's not short form where, you know, if you get the opportunity, if you're lucky enough as a small business to go on local news, you know, you have a limited time frame. you know, whether it's 60 seconds, 90 seconds, or if you're lucky to get two and a half minutes to, you know, four and a half minutes on, on local TV, it, it's still a highly produced segment, right? Um, you don't get to answer, you know, you answer whatever questions the, the anchor asks you or the reporter asks you. Um, when you get to do a long form conversation, you get to ask the questions that you get to, you want to ask, you know, you get to bring a listener in somebody that's listening to this podcast, you get a seat at the table, you know, whoever the show host is, whoever they're compelled to share their story, you know, you're getting a seat at the table and you get to learn from all different people from all different walks of life. And learning is one of the most important things my grandfather taught me was a love of curiosity and always asking questions. The more questions that you ask, the more you realize you don't know, Um, but the more that you can go down a path like podcasting where, you know, we believe the same thing in barbecue that we do in podcasting is a rising tide. So we would look for other barbecue podcasters. We look for other restaurant podcasters. We look for other people in hospitality podcasting and people that just had shows that we admire, you know, entrepreneur podcast, business podcast, what were they doing? Right. How are they doing show notes? How are they promoting their show? How are they booking their guests? What kind of social media assets were they doing to promote the show? How are they getting their message out? And by doing that, it's made us better at restaurant marketing. It's better made us better um, at branding. It's made us better at figuring out how to do distribution. You know, how do you do online distribution? How do you become an online publisher? How do you write a better blog? Um, How do you do a better email newsletter? All of those things have come into who we are and what we do. And um, it's what drives every single decision I make every single day is how do we, how do we do, you know, barbecue media as best as possible. You know, there's a quote by Steve Martin, the comedian. Um, There's a book by Cal Newport. He actually based his entire book off of the quote, which is be so good. They can't ignore you. And that was an answer to a question that Steve Martin was asked, you know, how did you become such a good comedian? And um, he was asked answering the question. He's like, well, I'm going to answer it. But the answer is people aren't going to want to hear that answer. And that's, you have to put in the work. Like you have to become a craftsman of whatever your craft is. And once you're so good, they can't ignore you. That's when all the opportunities happen. So it's really fighting the antithesis of this hospital, of this, of a thesis that follow your passion. You know, Steve Jobs says, follow your passion. And anywhere you go online, it's like, follow your passion, follow your passion. Well, that's great, but you need to have a skill first. You know, it's like, the world doesn't owe you anything. You have right. to okay. Have you, a know skill. What? you know what? I, I, I need you to repeat that for the people in the back because we always hear follow your passion. Yep. So, so it, I mean, it, it's he's talking about it's, skill. He's talking about skill. And once you have a skill that is, we're in a knowledge society, we're in an information society. So once you develop a skill, like there's two types of skills there's the skills that you get paid for. And then there's the things that you can do at work that will make you better at whatever part of your work, but no one's paying you for. So like once you start doing those other things that are extra work that are going to take you reading, learning, listening to podcasts, whatever you do there, 
that's where all your growth is going to happen. That's where you become a craftsman. That's where you start to think of like, instead of, oh, I'm part of 30 people in this organization, you go, well, how many people are in this industry? I'm one of thousands of people in this industry. How do I become the best in my industry? Now you're developing a skill set that makes you so good that not only your company has to pay you more, but that you have other opportunities in other companies. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. So I have to ask this because we were all affected by 2020. How did this change you? How did COVID change how you did business, how you were podcasting, all of it? How did it change you? So what we what we say is COVID attacked the heart of hospitality. I mean, we're in the hospitality business and it literally forced us to shut our doors to our restaurant where we can no longer have dine-in services. So I had to lay off 29 employees, which is the hardest day that I've had in 13 years running our restaurant. Um, you know, people that we consider family, just actually, you know, absolutely brutal, not knowing what was going to happen. But what we did was a lot of people talk about pivoting, you know, like they pivoted. We went all in on what we were already doing. We were already a digital first restaurant, but we went all in. So we were doing delivery through DoorDash. We added Uber Eats as a partner. We added Grubhub as a partner. We upgraded our point of sale technology. We went all in with Toast. So we did all these things to focus on how do we do the best barbecue that's digital. So if you order it online, you can come and pick it up in a COVID safe environment. You can get it for delivery. No matter how you want barbecue, we're going to get you the best quality barbecue. And by doing that, we built a more profitable business. So we were three times more profitable in coronavirus during coronavirus than we ever were as a full service restaurant. And that created wow. all kinds of different opportunities because we would document that we would post it on social media. We had Amazon Prime, we were able to go on an Amazon Prime TV show called The Two Minute Drill. Um, the first season of that, we were on episode eight, pitching our idea for a master smokehouse with um, with more ghost kitchens. We were able to be on Entrepreneur Magazine. We were able to do just all kinds of incredible things that a single unit barbecue restaurant wouldn't be able to do if we weren't media first, media first, digital first. So it wasn't just, hey, we're doing something, but hey, this is what we're doing. How can we share it with other restaurant owners? How can we share it with the hospitality business? How can people learn from what we're doing? And by doing that, we've created just all kinds of different exponential opportunities that um, have been very significant for our brand. I think that's awesome because we, we heard about everything shuttering. We heard about people, like you said, having to pivot. But this is the first time I've heard anyone say, you know what? Our idea was to go all in. We added, we added services. We added, you know, different, different delivery couriers. And I, I have to applaud you for that because that was a really bold move because at that point it was really sink or swim. And, 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 and I'm saying that because it was sink or swim for everybody. So, wow. And, and it actually worked for you that you guys were doing better business than you were doing before. So, oh my gosh. So let's talk about the podcast a little bit. So what are, okay. What's the schedule for the podcast? So we release every Thursday. Um, it's called Digital Hospitality. It's on all the podcast platforms. And it's essentially, it's our ongoing thesis. You know, we think of it as our, our think tank and our, our, our opportunity to interview 
anybody that we find playing the game within the game. So there's this digital game that's happening and there's these content creators that are out there. And then there's people that have a business and are creating content. Um, what we want to find is the intersection of all these different places and how are people telling the best stories online and how are they doing them to make an impact for their business, whether that's in charity, whether that's in digital marketing, whether that's through traditional media, legacy media, whether that's in sports entertainment, we want to find the people that are compelling, that are making compelling content. And we want to share those ideas with how they're doing it, why they're doing it and their journey along the way. Um, we know that there's so many offline businesses, you know, being a traditional restaurant, most restaurants aren't like we are, where they are claiming their Yelp page, they're updating their own website frequently, daily, they don't have their own blog, they're not publishing their own podcast, they don't have their own YouTube channel, like they're on Instagram, like most restaurants understand that that's where they need to be, they need to be on Instagram, but then they don't update the photos on their website, you know, they're not updating the photos on Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub, we know that all of those things are important in the digital landscape, the digital journey of how do you find a brand? You know, when my wife and I go out to eat, my wife goes on to Yelp to look at the photos of the menu. She doesn't look at the menu. She looks at Yelp, the pictures, right. user-generated content of what people have uploaded, of what they're eating. And she goes, that's what I want to eat. You know, when I, I share the story frequently, but we moved to a new part of town. I have a four-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter, and we were looking for daycare. And what did we do when we were looking for daycare? You know, we asked friends, they gave us some recommendations, but then we went to Google. You know, we went, both my wife and I were on Google on our phones, searching for best daycares in the neighborhood. We do a Google search and the top result is a curated list from Yelp, you know, top 10 daycares in, in our neighborhood, The only two out of 10 daycares had claimed their Yelp page. Only two out of 10 daycares had updated photos. Only two had a mobile first website so that we could book a tour to go see the daycare and to go see where our kid would go. Guess what? One of those two got our business, even though other ones had been recommended by people. I mean, that's just the digital world that we live in. If it's applicable to daycares, right. it's applicable to dentists, it's applicable to attorneys, it's applicable to restaurants. That is essentially digital hospitality. If you're not digital first, if you're not taking care of these touch points, if you're not sharing stories on all these different social media platforms where everyone's spending all their time, somebody else will. And for your product, for your service, whatever you're doing, for your charity, somebody else will. So it's up to people to start to own that smartphone and start to use it to produce content. And I think that's really what it is, is a lot of times I even myself, I find myself just, you know, looking at and trying to find out, you know, what's the price on something? What are people saying about it on, you know, what are the reviews? Because even when we buy something on Amazon, we want to know what people are saying about this item before I purchase it. So guys, pay attention to Yelp. You know, I actually haven't done an episode on Yelp, but I think I actually might. Thank you for that. Absolutely. <laughs> they have, they have uh, 100, 120 million active users on Yelp. It's a very important platform. That's a, that's a third of the United States. Yeah, that is, that is, that is. So, oh my gosh. So you guys are posting every Thursday and you said you're on YouTube as well. Yep. YouTube under Cali comfort barbecue and then Cali barbecue media have two YouTube channels. So we repurpose content from the podcast. We also do original pillar content on um, hospitality, technology, social media, um, digital marketing, stuff like that. So guys, if you are not paying attention, 
you are missing out. You guys have to understand you can Uber Eats, you can Grubhub, you can do all of the amazing courier services if you are not in the vicinity of Cali Barbecue. Oh my goodness. So I have to ask, what is the favorite dish or the specialty dish of your restaurant? Oh, that's easy. It's peach cobbler. So we have wicked peach cobbler that we've been serving at the restaurant since before we took over. So there was a breakfast restaurant and that's uh, where we got the original recipe from. But when we first started um, advertising on local radio, we would go to the local uh, Rock 105.3, which is the number one um, morning show in the area. And we would get there, uh, you know, at 6 a.m. and bring them breakfast. Um, but the first time that we brought food, we also brought peach cobbler. And when we brought the peach cobbler, obviously it was a huge hit. Um, but the next time we went, we're like, you know, we're not going to bring cobbler again. And sure enough, the radio hosts, all of them on the radio, as we were driving back to the restaurant, were like, I can't believe they didn't bring us cobbler. Like that was crazy. What, what are they thinking? <laughs> and we made a point from that day on that no matter where we go, no matter what time of the day it is, we will always bring cobbler everywhere. So um, wicked peach is, cobbler is what we do. Is is this the awesome peach cobbler that comes free with certain orders? That is correct. Yeah. If you sign up for our email list and you're in the area in San Diego, you get a free peach cobbler. See, okay. You're, you're, you're going to make a New York girl want to fly all the way to San Diego for some peach cobbler. Cause you know, I have to test things out. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We stand by it. So guys, if you want some peach cobbler, you know where to go. Well, if and you're in San Diego, you definitely need to come and get your free cobbler and get your uh, VIP tour for sure. See, there you go. We're, we're giving out tours and cobbler and you got to try the barbecue and he's got brisket and try tip. Dear goodness. Okay. 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 You know, you're just, it's, it's, it's kind of like, <sighs> I'm not sure what I'm going to fix for dinner, but hey, barbecue <laughs> might be it. There you go. All right. <laughs> so, Sean, it has been amazing having you. Tell everyone where they can find your restaurant, they can find your podcast, and essentially find you guys. Absolutely. You know, I'd love for you guys to follow me at Sean P. Walchef, S H A W N P W A L C H E F. And that's on Instagram, that is on TikTok, that is on Clubhouse, that's on Twitter, that's on LinkedIn. Uh, Sean P. Walchef. And then for the restaurant, it's at Cali BBQ. And uh, if you go to CaliBBQ.media, you can see our podcast there. You can see our blog. You can get your free peach cobbler. Um, Digital Hospitality is the name of our podcast. We have all kinds of incredible guests that teach you how to do all the things that we're doing. Um, that's, that's our plan is to teach as many people with free content um, how to unlock the power of their smartphone and start to produce all the content that you see other people doing it and that that's essentially how we started publishing content is we, we got tired of getting ignored by the local press, all the local TV stations, radio stations, newspapers, nobody was writing about us. So we decided, why don't we start using the internet and publishing our own content? And now that we're publishing content, all those legacy media people are all contacting us. So um, if you want to do that for yourself, for your business, for your charity, um, we highly suggest you, you start doing it. 
Awesome. Awesome. Guys, you know, his information will be in the show notes, so you won't miss anything. But Sean, it has been amazing having you. And thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Guys, I hope that you got everything you needed. And if you're in the area of Cali Barbecue, make sure that you get your free peach cobbler by signing up for their emails. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shop. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your man's Mr. Dominic Cruz, featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, Yahoo, and Fox, and you are listening to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queen Pins.